We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. And I welcome into another edition of the Bear Report podcast. We have another special guest to give us some insight on one of Chicago's draft picks here in 2022. We're welcoming in. Mike Pollock, who was a seven-year NFL veteran, was drafted by the Indianapolis Colts out of Arizona State, and now he's a trainer for offensive linemen, and we're going to get some insight on Braxton Jones. Mike, thanks for taking the time to join me today. Hey, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, so um, do you want to just give our listeners kind of a a rundown of of what you do now after a a successful seven-year career in the NFL? Um, What are you up to right now? Yeah, so when I got done playing uh, my last game of football, you know, I kind of wanted to be done with football. Um, I was helping out coaching a little bit at the high school I went to in Arizona. And then I I reconnected with an old friend who, who also played at Arizona state, uh, kind of a generation before me, his name was Scott Peters. Um, He's actually now the assistant offensive line coach for the Cleveland Browns. And back in 2015, he had started a program that was helping teach contact techniques um, with the goal of reducing concussions in the game of football. When I came out of the NFL, um, that was the when the, the movie Concussion w- was coming out. There's a lot of emphasis on CTE and former NFL players. And this program um, w- was really groundbreaking. Um, and I wanted to get involved with, with, with Scott. And, and, and now our company is called Tip of the Spear. And we work with youth football teams, high school football teams predominantly, teaching coaches and players safer techniques for football, but trying to eliminate the stigma of we can create a safer game um, that isn't a softer game. So we want to maintain the aggressiveness that football offers, but doing it away with new information that we didn't have as players um, and it's performance-based. So we have colleges and NFL teams that seek us out because we're essentially creating a better performing player who is more efficient and contact more proficient in contact and therefore the safety becomes the byproduct so we've been hired um, by a number of nfl clubs over the years Um, scott peters actually got hired by the cleveland browns to go out and just work with the offense alignment for two weeks and he went out there to kind of um, 
discuss with the new coaching staff when Stefanski got hired what the program was going to entail. And he was so blown away with the level of detail that our program offers that he, he found a spot on his staff right away, which elevated my position within our company. So um, in, in the off season, we have a number of NFL guys that come work with us. Um, there's a training facility here in Phoenix called Exos that a lot of collegiate athletes come to do their draft prep. And we, we get to do all the offensive line positional work um, for, for about six to seven weeks prior to the combine. That's very interesting because I'm always intrigued by, um, you know, what former players do. And I think that's really cool that, like you said, you know, trying to make the game safer, but not softer and what your guys are essentially uh, trying to accomplish here. And, and you mentioned you work with a lot of, you know, athletes and offensive linemen. And when I was studying up on Braxton Jones, who was the fifth round pick for the bears here on Saturday, um, I noticed he did train with you. Uh, what can you tell us about Braxton and the training session that you had? I really enjoyed my time um, talking with, working with Braxton. Um, having worked at the Exos facility a number of years with the NFL draft, you, you get a lot of players that come in from very prestigious schools. And often you get players who come in from um, lesser known schools, Braxton coming from Southern Utah, and for the first couple of weeks, he's trying to um, feel comfortable with where he is, that he's ready to take this next journey. And he, he I mean, a great work ethic. And it was, it was really when he came back from the senior bowl, he had this big smile on his face that he knew that it didn't matter what school he's coming from. He has the physical, the mental skills to play at this next level and coming back from the senior bowl, it kind of really affirmed that belief in him. So when did you train? Did you train with him before the senior bowl and after, or was it um, just after the senior bowl? So both. So both. Okay. So they, we worked about seven weeks from kind of the beginning of the new year till right up until the combine. So at the beginning, we're getting, um, we're, we're teaching a lot of um, skill development drills, getting them ready for the, the demands that they would need at the senior bowl, um, getting them really ready for one-on-one, -on -one, like the pass protection drill that they'll do with the defensive linemen, helping um, bring some new information to help them in the run game and really make sure they're really sharp on the whiteboard. Cause I know there's a lot of emphasis in that draft process, albeit in the at the at the combine or during some of these interviews later during the process where coaches want to know how much these pl players know the game of football so sometimes they just throw random questions at them ask them to draw a certain play so we spent a lot of time on the whiteboard making sure that uh, Braxton's knowledge of the game is, is where it needs to be going into th this next adventure into the NFL. I find that very interesting because a lot of people think it's just, you know, training on the field and you as a former pro, an offensive lineman, you, you know what it's like. I mean, you know what the pre-draft process is like, you know, what, you know, meetings are like when you get with your team, what did you see in the, you know, you, you said it, what do you see? what did you see from him? Um, maybe not on the field where he improved. Maybe it was learning new techniques or learning um, new things about the position. Um, I, I think just with Braxton specifically, just getting comfortable that you, you have a lot of times these players from smaller schools, 
it takes a while to develop that confidence of I belong here. And I mean, from a, a physical standpoint, quick feet, long arms, big hands, the measurables that coaches at that next level are looking for, but really diving into the next layer, because what, what we like to do when we work with these draft prep guys is, is really affirm that the draft is not the final destination. And a lot of times that gets lost in these elite training facilities where these, these, these college athletes are being treated like Kings um, really all for the underwear Olympics of the, the, for what the combine is and trying to keep their mind on the bigger picture is once you get picked on draft day, like that's not the end of the journey. That's when the journey actually begins. And when you get to a club, they're going to be sending you that playbook. You're going to have to be able to communicate with the coaches, the other veterans in that room. How do you take that next step forward? So you're not just the dumb rookie in the room and you burn a whole year. Um, I, I, I really learned that when I was playing for the Colts and uh, having Peyton Manning as one of the, the leaders I looked up to every year, he would make it a point to, to emphasize how important the rookie class was as most teams these um, in this day of football rely on a lot of contribution from the draft picks. So um, getting these players prior to the draft to understand like, yeah, you're working on your 40 time, you're trying to get your bench press reps up, um, studying some SAT stuff to get the wonder lick up because there's a lot of coaches who, who, who think that's important. Um, but just getting them back into football mode and, and focused on football because now it's their job, whereas they're balancing the school and the sport. The NFL football is your, is your nine to five job. It's more than that uh, from a, a, our standpoint. But getting these players to, to really focus and utilize the offseason because for a long time in football across all levels, it was just get bigger, faster, stronger, bigger, faster, stronger. But that doesn't really equate to better performance when the pads come on. So we spent a lot of time entrenching new mechanics, new mechanics of pass protection, run blocking, how to how to play with leverage, which is a huge emphasis in football, but rarely coached to a level of detail where players truly understand it. And I felt like Braxton came away from that training um, with a, a very new sense of how his body operates and, and and I'm really excited to to kind of follow his his progression with the Bears when we got to talk to him on Saturday after he was drafted I asked him about training with you and I asked him about the senior bowl and his answer was that he learned a lot but with the most important thing and the biggest thing that he learned was you know, knowing your assignment and knowing, um, being able to adjust to that and knowing what you have to do on the field in your eyes for someone that's been, you know, through the NFL. And like you said, he's a guy, he's from a smaller school. Um, how will that help him even this weekend when the bears kick off rookie minicamp, you know, I don't want to say he'll have maybe a head start, but how important is that for a young rookie like that? It, it, it is because, again, uh, college football is very different across the power five schools, across college football altogether in terms of the level of information that's being given to these players. Um, most college players that I work with, the first couple sessions on the whiteboard, um, it, it sometimes feels like you're starting at ground zero because there's one, there's a lot of different terminology that's different across different coaching circles, coaching trees. Um, but getting them to, to be a student of the game beyond what they're used to. And whether it's high school, college, 
they study a playbook and it, it's like they're back in school. They're studying, 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 and then they have to regurgitate that information on game day. Where at the NFL level, the level of detail, the level of variance of what a defense is going to give you in terms of looks, alignments, um, pressures, there's so many more variations that you have to prepare your mind for yet, whether it's the iPad or back when I had physical playbooks, there's only so much space on a page. So teaching these guys how to take a singular play and draw up on their own time, all the possible variations. And you get into whether it's an OTA practice, a mini camp, preseason game or the regular season during the game planning process, there's going to be things during the game that are different and whether those adjustments come on the sideline at halftime or within a drive itself um, the, the the faster or the, the more the player understands what's going on around them rather than oh this guy in front of me is who I block well how how does his alignment change if the linebacker stacked over him is a little bit wider a little bit tighter what does it mean if the safety walks down or you have an open field versus closed field in pass protection. So giving these guys a little bit of insight, because again, all of the NFL coaches, the offensive line coaches teach differently. They all come from different trees. So their approach is gonna be different. So um, we, we try to cover a broad spectrum of instruction, but it's really not what to think, it's how to think. And it's the process that will help them for as long as they play this game. And looking at Braxton, you know, offensive tackle, he's listed. You mentioned some of the, the traits that he has. Very intriguing. He's got great size, great great length, his hand placement, all that. Where do you think he projects at the NFL level? Do you think he'll stay an offensive tackle, or do you think he has room to grow as a guard? And then what? maybe what can he work on here in his first year um, in the NFL? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, from, from how I viewed him, tackle would suit him best. Um, I know at the NFL level, when you're not one of the starting guys, generally most coaches expect you to be able to handle another position. Sometimes it's you're the you're the swing tackle where you can play either tackle. So sometimes they want to tackle to be able to handle some guard responsibility. Um, I, I think tackle is probably best for Braxton. Um, but as far as continuing to work on is, is just his anchor. And when you get to that NFL level and you realize how big and strong, not only the first team is, but the second team, um, as a tackle, the, the speed and the power at that level is so far superior than the college game that we spent a lot of time working on his anchor, how to stay connected to the ground. How does he use his hips? in both the run and the pass game. And, and I think that will be a, a continuation of his development this year and forward. Mike, uh, that's all the questions I have for you. Um, is there any other athletes or any other um, offensive linemen that maybe we should keep an eye out um, that, you, that you've worked with that are heading to the NFL or, or future prospects? No, man, I've gotten to, to work with so many great guys over the years that we'd, we'd be here all day. It's just... <laughs> The, the, the game is changing a lot, and just like quarterbacks and receivers and kickers, they have all these specialists to work with in the offseason. You're seeing a growing number of um, offensive line groups um, come forward, and I, I look at what a guy out in Texas, Duke Manyweather, has been doing with his unit of guys. Um, he's doing a phenomenal job. 
Um, this is just one of like our, our biggest part of what we do is, is trying to reduce concussions and lower aspects of the game. So the NFL continues to have quality players for, for generations to come. But man, um, the NFL game is changing and we're trying to show that we can maintain a physical game and improve player safety. Uh, and player safety doesn't have to come to the cost of the aggressive nature of the game. That's awesome. Um, Mike, where can everyone follow you on Twitter at? And where can they find out more about w- what you're doing? Yeah, my Twitter, I think, is Mike underscore Pollock, P-O-L-L-A-K. And if you want to learn more about Tip of the Spear, um, how we're growing the game at the youth and high school level, our website is www.tosfb.com. We have training. We do uh, online videos. We have online coaching certifications. Um, just resources to help grow the game at the, the lower levels. So, I, I, I mean, I was one of those players when I retired that I didn't want my kids playing football based off the injuries that I have. Knowing what I know now, I have zero apprehensions about putting my boys into, into football when the time comes. Um, but the, the, the game is going to be um, in, in good hands going forward, and I'm very excited for it. I appreciate it. Thanks again, man. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.